Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Cemeteries are fascinating places. They are increasingly seen as outdoor museums from which you can discover more about the history of the community. S.J. de Clark certainly has a fascination for them. He has researched and written about a fair number of, his, um, of them in South Africa, and his articles can be found on the Heritage Portal. The one that caught my eye was about the cemetery in the Karoo town of Williston, which includes a Jewish section. SJ, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much and, uh, and for your listeners for joining us. Um, SJ, so tell me your interest in cemeteries. Um, I worked for a company. We had small depots around South Africa, so often I'd go down for wage negotiations with trade unions in the 80s, you know, having to possibly stay over, sometimes not. And, uh, you know, you sit in a small town, it's, you either go to the pub and have a drink or you walk around and see what the town has to offer. And I sort of started going around the cemeteries, and, and as you say, they're, they're really social history museums, you know. And uh, that's how it started. And uh, I, then when I retired in June last year, I thought, now, what can I do about about my interest? You know, I like cemeteries, but I thought, you know, th- there's not much research in South Africa really done on cemeteries. So I thought, well, with the with the, um, the heritage portal, it'll be a nice opportunity to write and to share my enthusiasm um, with other people who might also like to know more about it. Yeah. So, firstly, I have to say you write absolutely beautifully. I've read a number of your articles from the one in Pumalanga to the one of the oldest cemeteries in South Africa to the Williston one. And when you write about the place, I actually have to stop myself from getting into my car and driving off because you evoke... I don't know, the history and feel of each place so beautifully that uh, I have to commend you for that alone. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I suppose as I write more, I hopefully get a little bit better at it, you know. So what have you learned from our cemeteries? Well, I think um, if you look at the, 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 the big cemeteries on the Rand, they really give you a good idea what happened in South Africa. You know, South Africa was a bit like the Wild West. When you go to the cemetery um, in Bramfontein, you'll find... Uh, people who, who died in the 1918 flu, for instance, in the Jewish cemetery. And that's really interesting because if you go to other cemeteries, people are buried all over the place, you know, in the, in the Catholic precinct, in the Dutch Reform precinct. You can't really see it. You go to the Jewish cemetery, you see suddenly two rows of people who died in Black October. That was the month. That's what colloquially they called it because so many people died, 250, 300,000 people died in, in Black October of the Spanish flu. So let's just so talk about, about that, um, that Black October flu, because I, um, I think there's a lot of misconception about what Black October was about. Well, people call it the Spanish flu, which is really a misnomer. It, it, it's, it, uh, it started in the, somewhere in the east, you know, like most of these, these strange flus do. It started drifting across. I suppose it was just a time where circumstances were just appropriate for a flu to take off. You know, you had people in the trenches, you had unburied bodies lying around. Uh, um, so I think what happened is the flu started in the east. It spread to, to Europe. Um, Spain was the only country that was not at war at that time. So Spain could report on the flu, people dying of this terrible flu. Other countries, because of prohibition on radio and, and so on, couldn't, and that's why it's called Spanish flu. And then when the ships came back with the returning soldiers, they brought those, those viruses, those strains of viruses back to South Africa. And because we were on the main trading routes, we were one of the, I think, the five countries in the world that were most affected by the Spanish flu. Cape Town, you know, the Cape was the worst. It came to Durban. It wasn't such a bad virus. It was an earlier virus. The worst virus came through the Cape. 
Hmm. Um, and came here then. And, and that is at the Bramfontein? That's at the Bramfontein Cemetery, um, you know. Uh, so it's a really, uh, I would really recommend anybody to go to there, uh, because you can, you can really see history there, Joburgis. So you can see the Foster Gang, very violent gang in the 1914, who robbed banks, shot policemen and so on. They buried their unmarked grave, but the grave is there, and most of your tour guides will know where the, where the, where, the, where their graves are. You've got the 1922 strike, you know, the miners. Um, there's a big plot. We, we don't know for sure, but we, there's a strong suspicion that they are buried there in unmarked plots. Um, so, you know, there's a, that history over there. There's a dynamite explosion in 1896. <laughs> uh, the big B when the Boer War broke out and the, the, the Kruger government thought that possibly this was sabotage. There's a, um, um, somebody who, who, who rode the, um, the, the carriage of, of, of Kruger. They're buried as well, you know, so it really offers you almost anything. Um, before we go to the actual tombs and what you learn from them, when I think of the first visit I made for recreational purposes, as it were, to a cemetery, it would be the Pilgrim's Rest Cemetery. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I think we, I think we all do that one, you know. We, we see the, the, not, the robber's yes, grave yes, and the yes, early yes, graves yes. and so on. So, um, that, is there something unique about that cemetery that that's where we go or? Um, look, I think it's a really interesting one because, well, let me just go back a step. I mean, I was in Cape Town, I went to St. Paul's Church, uh, which is in Main Road near Rondebosch area. And I was going through the cemetery and I found an old gravestone of somebody who died at Gielhoutboom. Now that's, that's at near Pilgrim's Rest, you know, so, oh. so, so that goes back to 1870, you know, so you can imagine the family didn't know what happened to their son. He went via Lorenzo Marx in those days, um, Delago Bay, got the malaria. Apparently it took nine days to travel from Delago Bay to roughly to Wasabi is today, and there's yeah. just enough time to know if you're going to get the, mm. the get malaria or not. So I think what's interesting about that is it's one of the first diggings, you know, for gold. You've got the robber's grave, which is really unusual. You've got some very old ones, people who died when the when some of the diggings collapsed because you know all by manpower, levering leveraging huge boulders out of the way, or sometimes collapse on top of it. So I think that's that's really interesting. And the whole town, you know, you've got the old pub there. I've got an uncle um, who played in the in the in the rugby team of of 1938 in the Royal Hotel. A photo of him. Wow. And I said to my sons, I said, uh, in 2038, you must go there and buy a round of drinks <laughs> for everyone. You know, it's like a family place. You know. Incredible, yeah, absolutely incredible, because uh, you don't expect to find your own history there. No, you I don't. <laughs> it was like a, I've heard sort of rumors about it. Then one day, it had been years ago, we in the pub and I saw this photo. I thought, my goodness, it's my grandfather's brother. He obviously worked on the mine as well, you know. So, so yeah, that is, a, I think it's a stunning place to start to get your interest going on, on cemeteries, you know. Um, SJ, also you, you, your latest article, I think, was on the oldest known cemetery in South Africa. And it also has a fascinating history. I mean, it isn't what I would have thought to be the official kind of older cemetery. Well, it's called the Tanabaru. It's on the Boerkop, on the on the I rump. Especially let you say on, that on the, on the rump of uh, of uh, of Lion's Head. Now it's interesting because. There's some people who speculate that there might have been very early burials taking place there. But we know from about 1804 it got official standing as a cemetery. So I think it's really the oldest one. It's obviously not being used anymore because it closed in 1886 and there was a massive riot. Maybe the first what we would call today a public demonstration in South Africa took place over the closure of that cemetery. But it's, it's really interesting. Uh, obviously, it's a Muslim cemetery, but there are strong links there of some of the graves with, with early Afrikaans as well. You know, one of the, the, one of the first teachers came from, from Istanbul, and he wrote a book 
um, on, 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 uh, on Islam, but he wrote it in what was called Kitchen Afrikaans in those days for the Malays, wrote it in the Arabic script. So it's a, it's a very famous book, and it's one of the very first publications, maybe the first serious publication in early Afrikaans, written in the Arabic script. So a very interesting cemetery to go to, you know, to, to see that. Um, let's just go a little bit kind of prehistoric, as it were. Obviously, um, you know, South Africa has a long history, and we, we've got archaeological evidence of many places where – how are people being buried? What, 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 when did we officially start with cemeteries, and what was happening before then? You know, it's, it's interesting because there are some very early – and I'm talking a couple of hundred thousand years ago um, – evidence of some burials taking place. Now, people say – Burials only take place because of spirituality. Now, there is possibly some evidence that may indicate, I'm talking early hominids, you know, mm-hmm. almost burying. And the question is, you know, is there some, some reason why they buried, they buried people? You know, I think it's too early to, to comment on it. But, um, you know, if you, if you go back to some like Williston Cemetery, you know, there's some, some very early graves there going back to the 19th century. I don't think we really know. I mean, obviously you have the tombs and, and I mean, in our history, it's more recent. Uh, obviously, if you go to the Middle East and if you go to Alexander, uh, Alexander's grave or tombstone, you know, where he was buried and things like that. Some of it in Roman times, you know, so it's, it's, it is a, it is something that's taken place for thousands of years, literally, mm. you know. So it is an interesting concept. Um, I just ordered a book from Holland on symbolism, and I'm, I'm unfortunately stuck oh. at the airport at the moment. And uh, at least I'm it's coming. Yes, at it's, least it's at I, the airport. I'm checking up weekly, you know, when it's coming, uh, and that'll should give some really interesting aspects of early grave symbolism as well, because it's something that's not been really been studied in South Africa to a great extent. I think that's an, an a place where people can start getting more interested in, you know. Well, let's talk about the Williston Cemetery. You, you obviously, I mean, spent a lot of time in the town. You describe it as a very beautiful town. Now I want to go there. Um, what was fascinating for you about the Williston Cemetery? Well, I mean, firstly, because it, I think the interest was because it had a cemetery route, which is really unusual. Uh, there are very few towns in South Africa. There's a, a walking tour of the cemetery, Absolutely, right? you know. So not only the cemetery, but even in surrounding farms that so discovered. Just, just describe where it is. I know it's in the Karoo. But it's, well, if you, if you, well, there's two ways you can drive down to Cape Town. Uh, my wife said, I'm not driving down to Cape Town. You, f- I'm flying and you driving. So I went the Kimberley route. Um, so you go as far as you go through Kimberley and then eventually get to Victoria West. And then you sort of turn towards northwest and you go Calfinia, Loxton, that area, and then you hit Williston. So it's a small little village, but uh, there's a little bit of things going on there. It's, uh, you know, as I say, beautiful, clear skies. Uh, that's obviously where they're now developing, uh, you know, the, um, the, the various, uh, it's not that far from uh, SK. Uh, for SK and all that. So, you know, the sky is very clear. It's got be- fantastic lamb chops, possibly the best <laughs> I've eaten in a very long time. And, uh, yeah, there was a bit of Jewish history there, and that was interesting because that's, you find that in some of the small towns, obviously, it's, as I mentioned in my article, it's, it's sad that that's died out, you know, the, the early traders, the smosers, as we would have called them in the old days. But it's, uh, it's interesting because there's some beautiful artists who worked on, on, on gravestones there, and that art is getting lost, you know. I think we have a generation left to really capture that and to record that because I think I think in the, in the next generation that will be gone. You know? And what are you talking about when you talk about artwork? Well, I talk about hand engraved gravestones. You know, we either, and, and I mentioned in the article, I said that on small farms or outlying farms, 
you'd get a craftsman to come and, you know, let's say your partner died, your child died, you get a craftsman to come and do a year later a, a, a tombstone for you. But because you're so far and isolated, you might say, well, maybe I'll do a second one just in case. Who knows who's going to go next? You know, I'm not a youngster, whatever, you know. And that'll be placed on the solder with the uh, with a coffin. And you pick that up in old cemeteries because it, it lacks the date. It's also beautifully engraved in this year lies so and so born then, but it doesn't have the date of death. And that, you know, is the second one made by the craftsman. So those kind of things wow. are starting to disappear. You know, so do not, they add the dates late? No, no, the dates never add it. So you so don't actually know. know. So you'll find the, say, the, the couple, uh, if you go to, um, Sacred Bosserant Cemetery there, there's a beautiful example of two of those. Fantastic hand engraved. They don't know who did it. There's some speculation that it's somebody who's, who's some of that person's other work is in the, in the National Museum, but they don't know who did it. And he did one for the, obviously, the, the wife who passed away. He did a second one for the husband who passed away years later, but it doesn't have the year of death. So it's absolutely fascinating so it's, what it's, you it's can a, know. Yeah, so it's very interesting you know, to do that. So you, you, you've mentioned Sackerbos Rand, um, uh, Bramfontein, Wilston. Victoria West is another town. Victoria um, West. I, I saw a very interesting one there of a, um, a skull and crossbones. You know, now that is something that I've seen overseas. I saw it in New York. I'd never seen South Africa. I've heard of it, that there may be. And so for me, you know, it's like some people, my best friend, uh, you know, his team won, <laughs> like, uh, a board soccer game. And he was like ecstatic. <laughs> I was ecstatic to find this, this tombstone, you know, so. You know, different so strokes. do you know what it means? No. Uh, well, I don't really know. I think it just indicates death. I don't think it means that this uh, person was uh, a pirate. Uh, okay. You know, I think that was just it's just the death, the sign of death, a, a, a skull with with two crossbones. You know. And um, Middleburg. Yes. What is interesting about the Middleburg? Well, um, a little bit interesting because my my mother used to say to me that we might be related to the Trichot Trek. And I thought, yeah, 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 you know, everybody's got, uh, you know, your grandfather's related to uh, Delaray or something like that. So I didn't really listen too much to it. But the, when I went to the cemetery, I found his wife, surname, nay, uh, Erasmus, is the same as my mother's uh, surname as well. So I thought, well, maybe, maybe, maybe there is some truth to the story. So there might be something that I'll, I'll investigate further. But it's interesting, the Trichot Trek, obviously, the, most of them died of malaria in uh, De Lagoa Bay, you know, um, um, Maputo today. But the son, Carolus Trichot, he traveled far, about 4,000 miles or kilometers, I think it was miles, up and down the coast looking for areas where possibly they, they could have gone to, to, to live. So that's interesting there. There's some interesting gravestone symbols as well on some of the stones, um, um the very large uh, Boer War, um, Anglo, uh, uh, Imperial uh, War um, Garden of Remembrance, beautifully maintained. Uh, so, it's, it's, yeah, some of the some of the early Boer scouts who fought in the the Boer War, they buried there. And it's interesting, you know, in the, in the sort of on the one side of the wall, you have the the Boer War, the Boers memorials, you, you know, and scouts, yeah. and the other side you have the English, English soldiers, you know. And then there's an interesting one of a of an English soldier. There's a plaque that was in St Paul's Church. Uh, cathedral and was brought down here off, obviously after he was reburied, you know, in the cemetery. I mean, how sure are we about what is happening in our cemeteries? And I say this just because I remember driving home in Quasil, from Quasilin Natal mm-hmm. to drive, I can't tell exactly where it was, but it said there's the grave of Sari Marais. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think, 
I think there's a lot of, I don't think anybody exactly knows the story of Sari Marae, exactly how the, how it was written, who it was written for. There is some speculation about her and so on. I don't think it, it's, it's known for certain. There is a book, I haven't read it, um, Hans Bordenmann wrote a book on it, uh, which I haven't read, so I must be honest. Uh, I think he's given as much information as he can, but I think that is still a bit, it's not clear if it's exactly like it's thought to have happened, you know. Yeah, because, um, you know, you, you travel, obviously, the country, um, and you, your book on symbolism is about to arrive, but you must be able to see trends in South Africa over the places of where, the, where, we, where we're sitting, I don't know, emotionally maybe? or Yes, uh, look, I, I think the sad thing about old cemeteries is that they... Uh, they they are being damaged badly. You know, there's vandals, there's people living in, in a country like South Africa. You can, you can understand it with the high unemployment and so on. And I think what you need in a cemetery is you almost need a benefactor, somebody mm. who will take an interest. These are fr- like, for instance, in friends Joburg, of, yeah. friends of the cemetery. Because if we don't look after it, it's going to be destroyed. You know, and uh, the the you can you, you can see the municipalities don't have the money to maintain it anymore. Um, so, so local communities, and that's partly why I'm writing this. I'm trying to inspire local communities to say, take an instant cemetery. It can become a historical place. It can, because when I went to Victoria West, there were a couple of tourists, including myself, walking around looking at the tombstone. So you can make it a, a cemetery tourist, route yeah, like, yeah. like Williston has very successfully done. Not that there's huge numbers of it, but it does offer you some, another stroke to your town that you can get people to come and look at it, you know. Um, your articles are on the Heritage Portal. Um, I will be speaking to to Simon Ball about the Heritage Portal and exactly what it is and does, but what has the response been? Look, I, I've, there's a few uh, there's a few mad people like me who are interested in cemeteries, so from them I get uh, you know like really nice comments and so on. I don't think it's uh, hugely read. I think the Heritage Portal has done fantastic work, and I think um, you know they've done really. I mean, I think it's just. Something South Africa really needed, and I think mm. it's fantastic for the work the that's articles been put on into, there are absolutely you know, fascinating are and so broad at uh, diversity. I have to ask you as my last question, SJ: Have you had any spooky experiences? Not yet, but I'm, <laughs> I'm living in anticipation. So you've had no <laughs> unknown conversations, communicated. No. Well, I only start talking to myself, but they say <laughs> that happens when you get older. <laughs> well, SJ, thank you so much for for coming on the show and for talking about what you do. If anybody would like to contact. Is there anything they should do? Uh, they can just send me an email, really, or they can just do it via comments via the Heritage Portal. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was S.J. DeClerc talking about his articles that are on the Heritage